Chapter Nineteen of Stephen Mitchell's Journey by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nineteen Progress. She had no such puzzling road to travel as Mr. Ransom had had with Stephen. There was a sense in which Sarah Jane was above her brother. The girl had been with her now for more than three weeks. They had sat and sewed together through the long days and in some respects had come very near to each other. Miss Ransom knew that she was looked upon as a friend, and that Sarah Jane had a frank, sunny nature, which could receive joyously and gratefully any tokens of kindness which she might choose to bestow. She had no hesitancy in saying to her, as she did an hour after her decision was reached, "'Here is a dress which I have borne with for some time.' it doesn't fit me and as i do not need it this fall i am going to give it to you if you will accept it i think that with very little alteration it will fit you and i know it is just the color to suit your face sarah jane's face had been a lovely color just then and her bright eyes had grown brighter as she looked at the soft pretty folds of gray lying over miss ransom's arm oh goodness me she said ain't it too fine a dress for me i never see anything prettier and it is just as soft as feathers it is not expensive goods miss ransom had explained nor was it from her standpoint and it wears well and washes nicely it will make you a very pretty dress and it is just the right shade to go with those bits of velvet i was showing you a piece of the cashmere trimmed with the velvet will make you a pretty bonnet suppose we spend this evening in seeing what we can do in the millinery line i was considered skilful at home in that direction i have made hats for my mother and for the girls who are both older and younger than myself for several years i quite like the business but sarah there is a question i want to ask would you like to have me begin my sentences with goodness me goodness no began sarah jane then she stopped and sat down in a chair near at hand and laughed it was a pleasant feature of the girl's character that she could laugh where others might have cried and felt insulted no miss ransom i would not like it at all it wouldn't be you you see but then it's me and all them things i mean those things seem to belong to me no my dear they do not they are weeds which have grown up in soil where they do not belong and they need to be rooted out our goodness has nothing to do with a great many things for which we call it to account if we should say my badness there would really be more sense to it you and i have taken the bible for our guide-book you know and there is a verse in the bible about it oh my began sarah jane and stopped you don't mean miss ransom that there is a verse in the bible about talking yes indeed there are a great many verses about talking but the one in particular of which i am just now reminded is a very simple rule which if remembered would help you will find it in the fifth chapter of matthew the thirty-seventh verse that afternoon while she arranged her hair and made herself neat for the pretty work which was the order of the hour sarah jane pondered over the words 
but let your speech be yea yea nay nay and whatsoever is more than these is of the evil one it will be understood that sarah jane had taken great strides during the three weeks which she had spent at the manse to those who have not worked among people with a view to helping them it will seem incredible that such a change of manner and views as had come to her could be reached in so short a space of time but what the grace of god can accomplish in a human heart even in a few days is very little understood by those who are not looking out for harvests the seed had been dropped in good soil sarah jane had lived thus far an honest earnest sort of life she had busied herself eagerly with the only things which in her starved surroundings she could find the making and keeping in order of the few garments she had to wear and keeping the few rooms with which she had to do neat and clean she had been taught severe neatness and cleanness by a careful mother she had had no books to read and no opportunities for study she simply had not thought to read the bible and why should she none of the people with whom she came in contact seemed to read it much at least they never referred to it in conversation and when she came into the atmosphere of helen ransom's life it was a revelation to her here were two people at least who evidently ordered their lives by the bible who referred to it familiarly read it together morning and evening and stopped over the verses to talk of their meaning in a simple and interesting manner which she could understand and appreciate and when after two or three days acquaintance helen ransom had said to her sarah you ought to be living for christ working for him you have splendid opportunities for service why have you not begun she was simply bewildered me opportunities for service me live for christ she did not understand what was meant and said so the conversation which followed would have astonished many a minister of the gospel in the habit of using only theological terms of talking about conversion and regeneration as though they were understood as matters of course helen ransom who had been accustomed to teaching young people found that she had to choose her words with care and go back over her sentences and simplify but she had a listener who meant to understand if it was within the range of possibility there came an hour when her eyes seemed to grow luminous with a new thought which had taken possession of her the work she was doing dropped from her hands into her lap and she sat with parted lips as if about to speak yet hesitating for words and looked at helen in a way which thrilled that young woman at last she said why miss ransom that almost scares me it sounds as if i could have it for the asking you can my dear said helen moved exceedingly by this way of receiving the call it is his own desire his come unto me means all this and infinitely more means daily and hourly companionship and guidance and such depths of love and tenderness and patience as you will have to learn about from him for no mortal tongue can tell it and sarah jane had received the thought with the same directness and frankness with which she had received her invitation to come and sew at the manse 
that had been a wonderful opening to her and she had accepted it as such now here was another something it seems which she might have had all her life and she never understood it before there has been a lot of wasted time she had said decidedly a little while after this conversation i wished i had known it a long time ago miss ransom and i wish steve had known it it would have made a difference but i will do my part now whatever it is i don't understand it of course but i'll do my level best to find it out in this straightforward manner her christian life had begun her first conscious prayer on her knees might have startled you it was so unlike the ordinary forms of prayer so simple and direct oh lord jesus i have just heard that you wanted me for a friend folks have said so in sermons i suppose and it has always been in bible verses that i knew some of them but i never understood it i don't know why now lord i feel in my heart that it is true and i want to belong and do just what you want me to so in their separate ways sarah jane mitchell and flora ann lucas all unknown to each other had begun to pray sarah jane's christian life from that moment was a vigorous plant what she undertook she meant to perform she was as resolute about her christianity as she had been about ripping and turning and remodeling her dresses she took the bible as a literalist with no hesitancy about its meaning just what it said and when she did not understand what it said she went to helen ransom for light also she went daily on her knees for help from him who is the light of the world and who has pledged to give wisdom liberally and who upbraideth not does any one who understands him need to be told that such a living as this meant steady and rapid growth she took the verse about yea and nay to miss ransom in the sewing-room i don't think i understand it she said it can't mean that we are never to say anything but yes and no then there followed a conversation about care in the use of language and upon the value of simple words which meant just what they said and were not marred by extravagances of any sort sarah jane's attention being called to it she confessed that she should not like to hear mr ransom say my gracious or goodness me or oh my land of course the more serious meaning of the verse in question was explained to her but she was quick-witted enough to catch its adaptation to ordinary habits of conversation and to apply its principles rigidly to herself all these things being taken into consideration it is perhaps not surprising that the young girl had greatly changed both outwardly and inwardly in that short space of time three weeks of constant intercourse with refined and cultivated people had done much and who shall undertake to say what companionship with jesus christ had done for her yet sarah jane was not a little startled over the picture which was presented to her in the mirror on the sabbath morning when she first put on the gray dress and bonnet limited in her choices of colors as she had been all her life obliged always to wear that which she chanced to have whether suited with it or not 
she had had no opportunity for studying harmony of color even if she had understood how to do it but she would have had to be blind indeed not to discover that the young girl arrayed in soft gray cashmere with a neat little bonnet of the same delicate tint made in the prevailing style and brightened with the faintest touch of pale pink was a very different-looking person from any sarah jane that she had ever seen before when she came downstairs to wait for miss ransom the minister added unwittingly his note of commendation by pausing with an air of surprise and bewilderment at sight of a stranger in the hall but recovered himself in a moment to say cordially why miss mitchell is it you i didn't know you at first i'm glad of it murmured sarah jane to herself as the door closed after him i would like to begin all over again and not to have anybody know me i would like to be somebody else miss jones or miss jenkins or somebody and start afresh things are different and i would like to have them different all through but then steve wouldn't be my brother i suppose and there would be father and mother oh no i guess i like to be sarah jane mitchell but a different one all the way through my how different i will have things when i get home she had almost said my goodness but had caught her breath in time and even felt mortified over the misused pronoun she had taken it to her inmost heart the direction let your speech be yea yea nay nay she was struggling with the habit of her lifetime which had been to use expletives with every breath she had even cultivated this habit for did not fanny bascom and girls of her set talk in that way and had they not been heretofore sarah jane's ideals i hope you fully appreciate the sensation which this young woman made seated in the pastor's pew the finishing touch to her wardrobe added by a pair of kid gloves which matched her bonnet the gloves had been helen ransom's birthday gift to her presented at that time because she could not resist the temptation to study their effect there was another figure near the door which required more or less study this was none other than stephen mitchell himself in a new suit the papers having been clipped and arranged in their various envelopes had been brought home two days before stephen interrupting the hearty commendations which his work had received to say with the air of one determined to be honest at all hazards it ain't fair for me to get all the thanks that lucas girl working at our house she helped me lots she's a better reader than i be a good deal and she put things in their places and kept them straight i don't know as i could have got through with them if it hadn't been for her i am glad of it said the minister heartily if you were able to set her to work and interest her in doing it you have accomplished more than the work itself it is both a great deal for a young girl like her to have her evenings employed for her in such a safe and helpful manner so she can read and write that is good perhaps she would like to study why don't you start a school stephen while she is with you you and she huh said stephen with infinite sarcasm and me be the teacher i s'pose yes unless you would like me for a teacher 
suppose i furnish the books and the suggestions and you and she do the work perhaps you will give her a start which will save her to a respectable life why not try it but now to business you have not told me what this work is worth that you have done for me and as i have some more of the same kind that i would like to have done i have a plan to talk over with you then with great care he had presented his plan which was to have stephen go with him on the following morning to the city which was only twenty miles away and select from the clothing store a neat suit of clothes such as would be proper to wear to church all winter the minister to pay the bill and stephen to do such work for him during the winter evenings as he could furnish chiefly in the line in which he had been working for the past weeks there had been a good deal of conversation and some opposition stephen was quick-witted enough to know that it would take a great deal of work such as he had been doing to cover the expense of a suit of clothes but the minister explained that he meant to furnish a great deal of work matters of that kind had been accumulating in his study ever since he began his college course waiting for leisure hours which had never come and that he should be extremely glad to get his study put into systematic order you can give an evening to me here perhaps he added which will be very helpful in several ways in short it is as reasonable a business transaction as i ever made i could pay you in money of course and let you wait for the clothes until it accumulated but i would a great deal rather have it as i have proposed i like to see you in church you are a help to me there and i want you in my bible class i am working up a class and i want recruits from your neighborhood and i want you to get them for me i have an ambition to have all three of those lucas boys in my bible class he laughed at stephen's dismayed exclamation but labored to impress him with the fact that it might be done that stranger things even than that have been done in the world he went to his library shelf and got down the great encyclopedia of illustrations and turned to one or two startling facts illustrative of the power of god over depraved and apparently lost human lives stephen's reply was one that the minister least expected to hear flora ann lucas would like to hear them stories would she why then stephen somewhat to his own regret had to repeat the conversation which he had had with her and her resolution to begin that very night to pray for jake it's queer praying i suppose he added with a little chuckle she knows as much about that as i do i guess but it can't do no harm i reckon we cannot tell neither you nor i what it may do said mr ransom and there was such a ring of gladness in his voice that stephen looked at him in wonder almost in pity what could he expect flora ann lucas to accomplish by saying over half a dozen words about her brother jake you don't know jake lucas as well as i do he said he is low down i can tell you he's enough sight worse than the other two hateful and cruel you know when he is drunk bad to everybody kicking and knocking things around that ain't doing him no harm and swearing just awful they are all afraid of him the whole set 
the girls will hide for hours to keep out of his sight and his mother she's afraid of him too she don't dare to speak while he is in the house unless he takes a notion to let her i think it will take more than praying to make a decent fellow out of him if he could get put into jail somewhere and have to stay there maybe something could be done for the rest of the family there's flora ann now she has been to our house three weeks she is afraid to go home because she knows jake will go on so he hates her worse than the rest of them somehow and yet she's a-praying for him i kind of think something decent might be made out of her if somebody would take hold of it that knew how to do it there was more conversation about this and several matters but it ended in the minister carrying off his prize in triumph the next morning to the clothing store the result was even more bewildering than in sarah jane's case for stephen had had no ability to make the best of his own poor wardrobe the change from the worn and patched and outgrown garments in which he had figured so long to a suit of clothes which fitted him from head to foot made a transformation which cannot be described in words stephen himself had felt its power though he had no mirror to look into there was a little eight-inch glass in sarah jane's room and he had been tempted to slip in there before he went down but after reaching the door he had turned away with a shamefaced air calling himself a fool and gone downstairs here his mother had been sufficient mirror reflecting his image in her own delighted eyes and having not the slightest hesitancy in expressing her views End of chapter 19